The Outlet. The Talk of Wanaka. These projects really get the bike community pumped. Everyone's so keen and it's so nice to see and it's always such a good vibe down there. As a result now, the place just looks awesome. So just looking at how we did that was we kind of linked it back to our expectations that we did at the start of the season. We have three values at the steel and it's head, heart and hono and hono means to connect. Welcome to The Outlet. I'm your host Brent Harbour. In this episode I talk to Toby Roberts from Bike Wanaka on the upgrade and opening of Lismore Park and Bike Wanaka's plans for the biking community and Ranga Bloxham, the coach of the Southern Steel, on their tough season so far and her new role with the Welsh Feathers for the Netball World Cup. You're listening to The Outlet from your Wanaka app. Let's have a look at what's on in Wanaka, brought to you by Liquorland 3 Parks, there for your next event with Unreal Deals. The much-loved Glow Show is back at the Lake Wanaka Centre Friday the 14th of July from 10am. Now 82,000 Kiwi kids have already seen these innovative glow-in-the-dark giant puppet shows, which are an absolute favourite for parents and tamariki. You can find out more and buy tickets by clicking on the Things to Do button, then Events on your Wanaka app. Toby Roberts looks after events for Bike Wanaka. I caught up with Toby to talk about the upgrade and opening of Lismore Park and Bike Wanaka's plans for the biking community. Now, can you tell me what inspired Bike Wanaka to undertake the massive task of upgrading Lismore Park? Yeah, sure. So we had the area as a kind of ropey bike park for a while, but more of a BMX park with some beautifully built BMX jumps, we must add. But... um we sort of felt like it was it was falling into a bit of disrepair and it wasn't getting the love it needed and it was such a kind of vital area of uh, of land that we could have you know that we thought we could utilize better that we we decided that yeah we should just we should just overhaul it you know having seen what other towns locally and 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 other places around the world have done uh, and the sort of caliber of the build crews that we knew we could get hold of we just yeah we just came up with the idea to to just overhaul it and make it make it better, make it safer and make it a really awesome space that we kind of had the vision that it could be. Well, I saw lots of photos, lots of hard work going on and you opened on the weekend. So can you talk me through the community involvement and how everything turned out for you? Yeah, we had, I mean, amazing support from the community, amazing support from, from local businesses all the way from, and I'm not going to be able to remember everyone, so apologies if you don't get a, a personal mention, but... Um, you know, all the way from tree tamers helping us take the trees out, people, you know, providing earthworks, diggers, yeah, all the machine hire, all the all the sort of hard landscaping stuff we needed to get it done. You know, with hundreds of out of work member and committee member hours have gone into this. There were there were guys that were down there like pretty much every day, every night after work, working into the night, putting in drainage. You know, it was just constant. It was a huge job. So massive thanks to, to everyone that's helped out. They, you know, they know who they are. And um, it was a huge effort. And we had, you know, all the way through businesses like BFX supporting us. Every time we did a, a members volunteer night, we'd have, you know, at least 50 people down there at the drop of a hat. Yeah, th- these projects really get the bike community pumped and, um it's not easy to get people to help out. Everyone's so keen and it's so nice to see. And it's always such a good vibe down there when um, when everyone's down there working hard. And, 
you know, it's usually really menial stuff like clearing brush and spreading mulch, but it's it's stuff that's got to be done. And um, as a result, now the place just looks awesome. Yeah, looks so, it's such a good effort from everyone. So thanks, thanks to everyone that's helped out. So how will the upgrade to Lismore Park benefit the community, Toby? Well, primarily it's you know it's a safe space for people to learn how to how to ride their bikes and how to do jumps as well as the fact that you know there's nothing better really than getting out there with your mates in a safe environment and getting a bit of adrenaline pumping and you know going from um, we're talking like tiny tots all the way up to adults you know to pros that can ride the huge line you know we've got the pump track down there we've got all grades from level level zero up to level six so yeah you know everyone can get down there and um just just get out in the outdoors get off your phones and um just get out and do some jumps with your mates and yeah there'll be you know there'll be coaching sessions down there as well i'm sure and i think the the progression in the in the youth riders at the moment is so immense and so fast it'll this will also just on a local level just help help the local kids not have to drive over to queenstown to to find good jumps now you know they're gonna they're gonna have them here and yeah, it's, it's going to be world-class. So what other initiatives does Bike Wanaka have to promote biking and outdoor activities in the community? Aside from the mountain biking stuff, one thing we do, which is really important, is is the cycleways and the active transport, getting things across the line. Like we've, we've just been really pushing to get the Anderson Road cycleway underway, which is happening, which is all just part of a bigger, you know, broader picture to, to make Wanaka more bike-friendly, get less people driving more people on their bikes safer for the kids to get to and from school and you know out and about and with the growing number of e-bikers and people generally just cycling more these paths and cycleways are crucial so that's one thing we're doing another thing is the youth grant so i think we've still got a week yeah 15th of may that closes so every year we give a thousand dollars to two under 19 riders who we choose who have applied so it's a really good way to you know, for the for the club to help a couple of local riders every year, whether it be to buy gear or to pay for race entries, or just give them a little little help on their way to to becoming um, professionals in the sport. Another thing we've got going on is is an, another one who's actually really supported this whole Lismore thing is QLDC. We've had really good involvement with them, and yeah, hoping that that carries through to the Mount Iron development which is which is happening so we've got a seat at that table and yeah really looking forward as a club to to having a seat there and, and putting in some awesome tracks on Mount Lion as well. One of the big things of course with more people using everything is sustainability and the environment so how are you guys working with that within the biking community? That goes back to the last question a little bit in that you know with this with the improvement in the cycleways you just you get less people driving and more people riding and the you know the more trails you build the more people are out enjoying the enjoying nature and enjoying the fresh air and that has a role on effect in, in improving how people appreciate the outdoors and and thus making more people want to get outside and tell people how awesome biking is and yeah it just grows and grows and i think yeah biking's just it's just snowballing at the moment it's crazy the numbers are the numbers are massive in the last few years we've the the membership numbers have gone up loads word has come to town they are a coaching group specializing in in coaching kids and they've been awesome they've had real good involvement with the club and we've kind of you know together have seen 
real real boost in numbers and kids riding and just enjoying themselves. That's, I think, the way that we're kind of going. Oh, that's great work from Bike Wanaka. Now, you've got lots of ways to find out more about what you do. You have memberships, you have your app. So can you please tell me a few ways that people can connect with you guys? So obviously, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. We've been quite a bit more active on there recently. Lots of good footage from the opening on Sunday of Lismore. So, yeah, you can go on there and find us. You also go on bikewanaka.org.nz and sign up as a member on there, which is, I think it's still one of the best value memberships in the country. It's only $30 per year. And I got asked the other day, you know, why, is it better just to donate or should we become members? And we always say, I mean, both ideally, but yeah, if you're going to do one, become a member. The more numbers we have, you know, the more power we have as a club when we're trying to get things done, like, you know, when we're applying for grants, when we're applying for permission to use a bit of land or something, that's that's when we need as many members as we can get. And yeah, it's just good to have more people in the club, more people at the events. Yeah, so yeah, Facebook, Instagram, and the good old Google search, and it's all pretty straightforward from there. And we've got the Hive app as well now, which we've, we've been running for about, well, I'm going to say six months, which has been real good. So all updates on there. That's a really easy app to use. That also crosses over to Queenstown Mountain Bike Club. So if you're if you're a member there, it's easy to do both. Um, and that's you can then also just sign up. Your membership will roll over because um, we all hate having to redo memberships and paperwork and admin. So yeah, it's, it makes it a lot easier. So that's how you can get get involved. And you know, if you want to see changes in in how we do things, get involved in the club. We're we're real open minded and. Yeah, we've got some really good committee members, really awesome members at the moment. And um, yeah, I think there's good things coming in the future. Thanks for all the work you guys do. It's great to see the results. And uh, thanks for having a chat today. Thanks, Brent. Really appreciate it. The Outlet. Jobs Board. These are some of the jobs you'll find listed this week on the Wanaka app. It's thanks to New World 3 Parks for when it's your job to do the grocery shopping. Aspiring Pharmacy is looking for a part-time pharmacy technician. You'll be an essential part of the dispensary operation, ensuring exceptional customer service and working alongside a team that is dedicated to providing the best care for our community. Aspiring Village is after an activities coordinator for an immediate start. Now this is a wide-ranging role with responsibility for delivering the village's existing calendar of events and creating new ideas that encourages residents to participate in village-led activities. And Mount Aspiring College is looking for a teacher aid tutor to support the academic program of their students years 7 to 12 who are taking part in the Wanaka Snow Sports Club Academy. The position is for 25 to 30 hours per week during term time and is for a fixed term. You can find these jobs and more by clicking the jobs button on the navigation bar of your Wanaka app. The Outlet. The Talk of Wanaka. Let's check out a local event brought to you by Liquorland 3 Parks, there for your next event with Unreal Deals. Tuesday Night Trivia is back at Ground Up Brewing every Tuesday from 6.30 till 9. So get your team together, test your knowledge, their new host Stoney will take you through some fun and challenging trivia, and the quiz kicks off at 7pm sharp. You can find out more by clicking on the Things to Do button, then Events on your Wanaka app. Ranga Bloxham is the coach of the Southern Steel. We talk about their tough season so far and her new role with the Welsh Feathers for the Netball World Cup. 
Now, unfortunately, you and the team are going through a bit of a tough season. So what have you been working on to help the team improve game after game? Yeah, look, I think um, early on we were still sort of hoping to make those top three that top three and then once that became very evident that we weren't going to we had to just break down the things that would um, help us define success even though the ultimate goal was to be in that top three so just looking at how we did that was we kind of linked it back to our expectations that we did at the start of the season and um, we have three values at the steel and it's head, heart and hono and hono means to connect. So we just looked at behaviours and how we could epitomise those out on court, what the steel way is and then sort of just broke it down each week to make sure that we were still working towards those small goals. It definitely hasn't been easy though because ultimately you want to turn up and you want to compete and you want to win every week but the the great thing that's been happening is over the weeks that we actually have been improving Improving in performances and also on the flip side you know when you have a great performance one game and then you sort of dip in that performance the next game it's really hard to sort of pick yourselves up so we've been looking at just the small things like um, obviously we've had a look at some stats and just trying to keep improving those stats trying to work together better in our units on the attack end and also the defensive end um, looking at things like people like Sabia Tui who at the beginning of the season was out with injury but has worked her way back into the starting lineup and then been able to play you know, uh, I think it's three full games on the trot, which has been amazing. And she hasn't done that ever in ANZ. So, you know, there's little things like that have, that have been a success for us and that we're just holding on to those little things to help us get through to the next game. How do you balance the need to focus on short-term performance goals with the importance of developing the team's long-term potential? Yeah, I think that for me has been a little bit tricky because you want to provide opportunity for players, but you also want to be really competitive week in and week out. And I suppose one of the things that I value my own values is that I like to give people opportunity, but you also have to earn that. And I think that's been a really um, important part of our season is that everyone has had an opportunity and others have had more than some but they've actually had to earn the right to to wear the bib so I think it is a fine balancing act and you know this season has taught us so many things but those players are just going to be better off next season having had all this experience under their belt and it hasn't been nice at times it's been really tough to be able to sort of pick yourself up and keep going but it's building resilience it's giving them opportunity to understand what it's like to play in situations where there's pressure there's fatigue there's expectations so yeah definitely hasn't been an easy one and I know that at times I've kind of thought about right if I put this person out on court what is that going to look like and how are they going to respond to that if it doesn't go well for them so I always think when you're fresh into a competition like the ANZ it's such a pressure cooker anyway and then I've had to put like young players like Avari Christie out on court and she's never even played in the ANZ before and she's expected to turn up and help us win games so it just doesn't quite add up but you know she's going to be an amazing player one day but it's about I think for me it's always been about providing opportunity and hoping that they can take learning out of that whether we come away with a win or whether we come away with the loss and I think when you do lose you always look at your processes a lot harder and you think about right What is it that we've done well? How can we take that into the next game? As the coach, how do you keep the players motivated and focused during a difficult season? 
What strategies do you use to maintain their confidence and morale? Yes, that's probably the toughest thing. It's the unmeasurable unmeasurable things like you know confidence and morale you can't just measure that you can measure stats you can measure numbers you can measure how many times you get the the ball in the hoop so one of the things that we pride ourselves on at the steel is building a really strong team culture and in the past we've had a really successful performance culture and I think this year our performance culture has been the thing that you know it we haven't been successful in terms of wins and so we've had to really back ourselves on our team culture we um, worked really hard in the preseason to make sure that we set really clear expectations, that we understood, you know, what our pillars were, what head looked like, what heart looked like, what honor looked like, so that when you come to situations like this, you can always revert back to, you know, those foundations that you set right at the start of the season. And I, and I do believe, like even on Monday night after we lost against the Magic. I think the Magic crew had all packed up and they were ready to go home and the security guard was waiting at the door for us to leave. But we just were sitting there having a moment to ourselves and talking about the game and just trying to sort of balance out that whole, you know, we'd just obviously lost and we were really gutted about it. But what were the things that we really enjoyed and we were talking about the experience of the game and having a bit of a giggle about different things. But I think that's been the thing that I've been most proud of is that the players have actually been able to support each other through this. And for most of us, this is a real, we've never done this before. So this is a brand new experience for all of us. I Even myself as a coach and as a player, I have never experienced anything like this. So so it's a new experience for all of us. And it, it is at times has been really tough, but we've been able to, be really honest and open about what's going on and why you know some of the things that are happening and also really pull apart our performance because ultimately when you're in this competition your job is to perform and so we've really pulled apart why haven't we been able to perform when we get into these critical moments what is it that's falling apart with us um, you know have we got the right skill set have we got the right mentality and so those are the things that help us drive our next performance because we pull those little things out we think right we were able to do this for you know 58 minutes but we actually need to be able to do this for 60 minutes so I think we really have been fortunate that our team culture is really strong and has helped us get through this competition. And on to something exciting too for the Netball World Cup the Welsh Feathers, you're off there as a, a specialist coach. What are you looking forward to with that? Yeah, look, I just, it's such an amazing opportunity for me. I've never been to a World Cup as a player or a coach. What better way to learn than just jump into it? I think the experience of just going there is going to be absolutely huge. I'm also, I feel quite privileged in the fact that even though I'm going as a specialist coach and it's an awesome opportunity for me, I'm able to give them something as well. So I'm able to add some value to the campaign with my own coaching and my own experience. I'm really looking forward to the challenge of having a group of different players who probably do play a little bit differently than we do here in New Zealand. And I think that's really awesome that I'm going to have to think about how I can mould that defensive end and, and use the skills and strengths that they have and help 
us to hopefully get a couple of wins at the World Cup so that we get in a position where we want to be. Yeah, but I think most of all, it's it's really about that experience of just going to the Netball World Cup and witnessing what it's like being in that heat of the moment competition, having to back it up the next day, being in another foreign country, being in South Africa. It's all of that stuff that you just can't, you can read it in a textbook, but to be able to experience it firsthand is just going to be the most, is the thing that I'm looking forward to the most. Well, Wales is one of my favourite places on earth. You're going to absolutely love it there. It's fantastic. (laughs) Awesome. I've actually heard really good things about it. So I'm really excited to be able to, to go over there and immerse myself in some of the culture as well. Well, look, thank you so much for talking to me today all the very best for the rest of the season and i look forward to catching up again awesome thank you download the wanaka app from the app store or google play thanks for listening to the outlet your local interview and information podcast for wanaka the outlet is produced and published by the wanaka app and supported with funding from the new zealand public interest journalism fund all episodes of The Outlet are available in the podcast section of your Wanaka app and wherever you get your podcasts.